Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What is going on everyone? My name is Andy. Welcome back to another FPL video. In this one, it's my team selection for game week 20 and I've got two free transfers to use. So I'm going to go through the different moves that I'm thinking about making for my team as well as how I did in game week 19. So if you enjoy this podcast, please do make sure to rate five stars and leave a review. Otherwise, let's jump into it. So let's start with a quick look at game week 19. And it was a pretty low scoring week. I only scored 46 points in total. But again, that was enough for a green arrow. So I went from like 135k or something like that. I'm now just inside the top 115,000. So I'm very close to top 100k. Hopefully we can get that in game week 20. Um, overall, my Liverpool players outside of Salah did really nicely. So Trent got a yellow card, a clean sheet, but three bonus points as well. And I think I saw some tweets going around saying that he's now the player this season that's got the most bonus points. So we know he's good for them. I know not everyone likes how the bonus system works, but we do know which players are going to do well in it. And Trent is one of those. And Darwin got his goal after about five or six minutes as well. And he got a couple of bonus points. I do think in the first... 20 to 30 minutes of that Liverpool game, Darwin should have probably had another return. And I'm definitely not complaining at eight points, but it could have been more. After that, he kind of, I don't know, quietened down a little bit. And we didn't, you know, there wasn't really too many points in that game where I thought he was going to go on to get more points. But the first 20 to 30 minutes was pretty good. Uh, Song got the assist last night in a pretty terrible game for Spurs. Brighton were all over them for most of the match. But luckily, after that assist, when I think they were already three or four nil down, Poro then got an assist for the Ben Davies goal as well. So it finished 4-2. Poro, a bit like Trent, very good for bonus when he picks up attacking returns. So even though he conceded four goals, he got two bonus and finished on five points. And considering that I was thinking about playing Saliba over him, that feels like a pretty good, you know, difference of points. It's only four, but in a low scoring week, that really helps. With the goalkeeper, I played Dubravka like most people, and Ariola went and got a 10-pointer against Arsenal. I'm not that bothered about the decision. I know a lot of people are saying, well, Ariola's on my bench. It's frustrating. Most people would have benched him against Arsenal away. It was the correct decision. And that's all you can do, right, is keep making good decisions. And if we look at the, um, ex- sorry, the expected goals conceded in that game, I think Arsenal had like 25, 30 shots or something like that. West Ham conceded 2.68 expected goals. On another day, 
Arsenal would score, it'd be a totally different game. So obviously, if you played Ariola, fair play, 10 points is massive this week. But I'm not that concerned that, you know, I didn't play him against Arsenal away. Uh, with Watkins, that's now only one return in his last five games, so not great. He was pretty anonymous, I would say, against Man United. I don't think Aston Villa in general were, but he was. I don't remember him having too many chances. Gordon Blank, Saka Blanks again. I think he's now on a run of four or five games, I think it is. Yeah, he hasn't returned since game week 15, where he got one assist. So I'll talk about him a little bit in a minute, because I think people are getting frustrated with him. But overall, yeah, an okay week. Darwin I was really happy with. Trent was my transfer in as well for Matty Cash. I've still got two uh, two free transfers going into game week 20, so let's talk about it. So as well as the two free transfers, I've also got 0.8 million in the bank. So there is a little bit of flexibility there in terms of upgrading in certain positions. I think my overall strategy for game week 20 is to only use one of my two free transfers. And there's a few reasons for that. One is the team is pretty well set up, so I don't really need to use both of them anyway. But also there's a little bit of information we're going to get between game weeks 20 and 21. And also lots of key players to think about so harlan for example probably not going to be an option for game week 20 i'm definitely not going to bring him in this week but by game week 21 i might want to do that salah's going to african cup of nations son's going to the asia cup so they'll need replacing eventually as well but also we'll have the fa cup third round before game week 21 now that's not going to tell us exactly who is and isn't going to blank and double later on but there is some interesting information in that in those uh, sorry in those round of matches so, for example, Liverpool are playing Arsenal, and whichever team gets through to the quarterfinal, I think they will blank in game week 29. So if Liverpool were to beat Arsenal, they'd then be favourites to get through to the quarterfinals of the FA Cup, unless they drew like Man City or something like that in the fourth round. Um, and if that happens, they could blank in 29 and 26, and then the, the need to get Salah back in might be a lot less. And again, if they double before that, maybe that's then a week to use the free hit. So the FA Cup third round matches aren't vital information but it is just more information we will have to make the decisions ahead of game week 21 so i really only want to use one transfer if i can although where to use that is a pretty difficult decision let's get on to the players themselves so in goal i've still got the combination of Ariola and debravka like i'm sure a lot of you have uh, i'm just going to play Ariola because he's at home i think west ham will concede to brighton i think um Newcastle will concede to liverpool so i'm just playing the guy at home that's got back-to-back -back clean sheets do i expect one this week absolutely not I just don't think I need to make a goalkeeper transfer. I mean, it is one of the moves I've considered because down the line, maybe Flecken gets a double game week for Brentford, so I could just bring him in now. But I just don't really want to make that decision at the moment because it might be that Bournemouth get a double game week and I want to go for Neto instead. I can't afford to go to Edison, and I'm not sure I'd really want to go there right now anyway. And I can't go to Raya because I've got triple up on Arsenal. So I think for my team, it just makes sense to hold the two goalkeepers that I've got. With the defenders, Pretty simple. Trent, great. Keeping him for now. Maybe down the line, I downgrade him to get some money back into the rest of the squad, mostly the attackers. But Newcastle at home, decent fixture. We know how good he can be. With Porro, look, I won't lie. Sometimes I'm a bit reactionary in terms of my decisions. And I was watching that game last night thinking there's no Romero, there's no Van der Ven. Brighton are all over Spurs. There's no clean sheets coming anytime soon. And to be honest, I still think that's the case. But Porro showed exactly why he's in my team. There's always a chance of an attack and return. And for anyone that watched that game, when he had that shot at the end, which came back to him just inside the area, I thought, this is it. It's going to go into the top corner. And it didn't. And he still hasn't had a game week where he scored over eight points. But at some point, that could happen. 
And I think for now, it's just not worth using a transfer on him. I think the only two defenders that I would want to bring in this week, unless there's anyone I'm forgetting, is really Gusto, who could come in for Charlie Taylor. So I could just have Gusto, 4.1 million Chelsea defender, fairly attacking as well, just on the bench, ready for when I need him. Or I could get Kyle Walker, because there's a good chance that Man City will double around game weeks 25 or 26. But I just... It just doesn't feel great transferring out Poro or an Arsenal defender for Kyle Walker right now. I know they've got Sheffield United at home this week, and they've got some good home fixtures coming up in general, but I just can't bring myself to do it. Like, Kyle Walker has started every single game, and still in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, what will be the game where he gets dropped? And they always seem to find a way to concede. And look, I, I would put them as a almost banker to get a clean sheet this week but i still cannot bring myself to use a transfer to get a man city defender in right now so i'm going to keep poro and i'm going to play gabriel ahead of saliba for the same reasons i've done it the last couple of weeks i think his goal threat is slightly higher and that's about it it could be that saliba outscores gabriel because these things happen but i've got to pick one so i'm going to go with gabriel and so yeah i don't think i'm going to make a defender or a goalkeeper transfer I, I just think it would have to be Carl Walker. And I just, I'm sitting there thinking, can I really take an Arsenal defender or Pedro Porro out for Carl Walker? It just doesn't sound great. I, I guess what I'm trying to do with my one free transfer, and this video is probably going to be a bit rambly like it always is. I'm trying to get ahead. I'm trying to get someone in that I know I will need later on. Even if it doesn't gain me extra points right now, it will in the long run. And Carl Walker might be that player. But as you can tell, I just, I don't think I can do it. So I'm probably going to play Ariola, Trent, Poro, Gabrielle. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So moving on to the midfielders, I think the most important player to talk about, first of all, is Bakayo Saka. Because after the game last night, lots of people were tweeting me saying that we need to talk about him. He needs to be sold. And I do get the frustration. No returns for four game weeks in a row. But for me, this is a super easy decision. And that decision will be to hold on to him. I've not even given any thought in terms of getting rid of him or who I would replace him with. And the key reason for that is... If I sold him this week and then had to deal with Salah and Son in game week 21, who are going away for international duty, one of the players at the top of the list for replacements would be Bakayo Saka. So yes, it's frustrating that he's blanked four games in a row, but that doesn't really matter. That's happened now. We can't change that. The only question is, is he still a good option going forward? And I think the answer is yes. If you look at recent matches, like last night against West Ham, he put up 1.15 expected goal involvement. Could have had a goal, could have had an assist. The game against Liverpool wasn't great, but that's a tough enough fixture. Against Brighton and uh, was another blank. He put up 0.94 expected goal involvement, 0.48 against Aston Villa. The return is coming, and if you look at the fixtures they've got, Fulham away, Palace at home, Forest away. Liverpool at home, again, is a little bit of a tougher fixture. And West Ham away, obviously, I know they've just lost 3-0 last night. But I don't expect that to happen again. Then it's Burnley away in 25. The, the fixture run is just pretty good. You know he's going to start all those games. The underlying numbers are still decent as well. I got him for 8.5 million. I cannot find any reason to why I would use a transfer on Saka right now. 
or why I would spend any time thinking about it outside of obviously having to create content. Like if I wasn't making videos, I just wouldn't be thinking about Saka whatsoever. He would just be re uh, remaining in my team for the foreseeable future. Down the line, look, if I need to get Sana and Son back in, I don't want to obviously get rid of Haaland, then maybe Saka will be the full guy. But right now, given the circumstances of, you know, those international tournaments that are coming up in January, I just can't see any reason to sell him. So he's definitely staying in the team. Same with Son against Bournemouth at home and Salah against Newcastle at home. I think if I was on wildcard, like I spoke about yesterday, I'd potentially go without one of them to save yourself a transfer down the line. But obviously they're already in my team. They've both got good fixtures this week. There's just no need to get rid of them. And as it stands, because Haaland's not available for game week 20, or at least we assume that's going to be the case, Salah's going to be the captain against Newcastle at home. I think it's pretty close between him and Son. But as I've said in the past, I always favour Salah as an FPL option over Son, especially when Son's playing mostly on the left at the moment. So Salah's captain against Newcastle. And then my other player is Cole Palmer against Luton away. Didn't start the last game because he was suspended. Almost certainly going to come back into the team. And I don't think that Luton away is necessarily an easy fixture. Um, they've proven already this season they can pick up points there against the kind of tougher teams. Although whether Chelsea is one of those teams at the moment, I don't know. Um, but I still think that Luton are susceptible to conceding. Palmer's obviously on penalties as well. I don't think Nkunku's going to take them off him uh, just yet. So he's a great option. And to be honest, the other midfielder I've got is Gordon against Liverpool away. Now, just really quickly, Gordon's on the bench at the moment, and I'm playing 3-4-3. But obviously, I've got to use a transfer. I don't really want to use one on my defence. There's not really a player that I want to bring in. So the, the other option is to bring in Richarlison for Gordon, even if I don't necessarily play him this week, although I probably would against Bournemouth at home. I could make that move, because with the 0.8 million in the bank, when I sell Gordon, I've got 6.9 million. So for that price or below... Richarlison is probably the best option. I can't get up to a Bowen. I can't get up to a Foden. Lots of people have asked me about Foden. I think he's a nice option to bring in. You get him ahead of that possible double down the line as well. Good fixtures, but I can't afford him, right, without making another move. And as I've already discussed, I don't want to use two free transfers this week. The only other player that I could even think of potentially bringing in is maybe a Crystal Palace player like Elise or Eze. Obviously, I can't go for... Chan Huang at Wolves because he's a doubt plus he's going to the Asia Cup as well Douglas Louise I just cannot bring myself to transfer into my team I know he's been getting a few returns I know he's on penalties he's absolutely nailed the fixtures coming up are pretty good I just can't do it I just can't put someone like that in my team um Sterling's obviously served his suspension but I can't afford him either Pascal Gross I mean to be fair this guy is pretty consistent he's got three goals six assists this season uh, might even take penalties when Jao Pedro's off the pitch and the fixtures coming up for Brighton are pretty decent. So I wouldn't completely rule him out. But is he a better option than Richardson, who's playing up front and probably going to get penalties when Son's away? I'm not sure he is. Um, and obviously with Crystal Palace, let me just bring their... Let me just get their players up here. And same, same with Kudus, by the way, similar to Huang, that he's going away soon, so I just can't get him. Um, Palace have got Brentford at home, a team that have just conceded four goals to Wolves. Arsenal away in 21 is tricky. But potentially I could just bench the player that I bring in for that week anyway. Then it's Sheffield United at home in 22, Brighton away in 23. So Eze or Elise could come in. But I think I'm just just about favouring Richardson. I think I'd almost go for Pascal Gross over maybe over Eze or Elise. So that is one of my potential transfers. And then I would probably play 3-5-2. 
but there is another move that I can make in the forward line as well. And then my three forwards are Darwin Nunez against Newcastle at home, Ollie Watkins against Burnley at home, and Dominic Solanke against Spurs away. Now that does mean that I'm playing Solanke against Spurs and Porro against Bournemouth, and it's not ideal when your attackers play against your defenders, and I know a lot of people don't like that, but for me, the only decision really is who's better, Saliba or Porro, and in my opinion, it's Porro, and who's better out of Solanke and Gordon, I think it's Solanke. So although they're playing against each other, I think they're the best picks to put into my first 11. And obviously, if Solanke scores, I'll just be hoping that Porro does as well. So I'm pretty happy with those two decisions. Um, Ollie Watkins has to stay. I think, yes, he hasn't been great recently, but overall this season, he's been brilliant. Great fixture this week, Burnley at home. And it's quite funny how FPL managers perceive different players or talk about different players. And I know that Saka is more expensive than Watkins, but Saka's had one return in his last five game weeks. And it's almost like you've got to get rid of him at all costs. Watkins has also had one return in his last five game weeks, but everyone's kind of okay about that. They want to keep hold of him. It reminds me of that Gordon Ramsay meme. That meme. Uh, it's like with Watkins, it's like, oh dear, oh dear, gorgeous. And then with Saka, it's like, you absolute donkey, you've got to go. And that is, I think that's the perfect way to kind of show how people are talking about those two players. Either way for me, Saka and Watkins are both staying. The real decision is obviously what to use my transfer on and what to do with Darwin Nunez, who's got Newcastle at home. And he's another player where opinion has slightly changed a bit because of that goal. So for the last couple of game weeks, people have been telling me I've got to get rid of him. Now he scored and Newcastle have conceded three to Forest. It's almost like, well, you should probably keep him for one more week. And I'm kind of open to that because I think that Darwin will probably start that game. But again, I do have that transfer to use. And if I'm not using it on a defender or goalkeeper, I've got to use it on attacker. So if I do Gordon to Richarlison, I would probably bench Darwin because I wouldn't want to bench Solanke. And I feel like I've got to play everyone else. And that's fine, right? I could just deal with Solanke the week after. Uh, sorry, deal with Darwin the week after because ultimately that slot is going to be for Haaland when he's fit. Or I could not get Richarlison in, continue to bench Gordon because Newcastle have got good fixtures from 23 onwards anyway. And he's going to continue to start. So even if I had to play him, it wouldn't be the end of the world in one of these tougher fixtures. And I could do Darwin Nunez to Alvarez, who's got Sheffield United at home. And if Haaland's not available, he's definitely going to start as the number nine. And I think the one thing to kind of keep in mind is although Pepper said hopefully uh, Haaland's going to be back in January, it doesn't mean that he's going to start against Newcastle away in game week uh, 21. And if that's the case and Haaland is still out, then Alvarez will start that game as well. And I can just keep hold of him up until the point that Haaland is an option. And that's when I get rid of Alvarez. And there's lots of worry about Haaland coming back from injury, De Bruyne coming back from injury. That means that Alvarez won't start. And that is probably the most likely situation. But when will those two players be fully fit to start week in, week out? De Bruyne has played 22 minutes this season. I don't know if he's going to come back and suddenly play 90 minutes every single game. Obviously, he could get rested in the cups and stuff like that. But I just think... I I think people are right to think long-term, but in my position, I've got two free transfers. I think Richarlison is great, but I don't think, you know, he, he's absolutely essential or anything like that. And I think a low-owned Alvarez, like I know he's got 29.9% overall ownership, but I think for players in the top 100K and stuff like that, it's probably a lot lower. To have a differential against Sheffield United at home, possibly even captain material, that looks pretty nice. And on the off chance that Haaland isn't back until February, you then may get Newcastle away and Burnley at home as well. I just think that, I think the reason that 
long term, the Richardson move is better is because I think moving Gordon on is good. And Richardson is probably decent while Son is away. Whereas if I do Darwin to Alvarez, that's going to be another transfer to Harden later on. So I'm almost adding one extra transfer and not, I guess, getting ahead. But what I might be doing is getting a lot more points this week. Like, who would you rather have? Alvarez against Sheffield United at home or Richarlison against Bournemouth at home? You'd probably rather have Alvarez, right? And if you can get a big score this week, suddenly that move looks really good. And I think ultimately, I mean, it's easy to say this now. I'm kind of okay not having Haaland for game week 21. So I could potentially, and hopefully you're following along with this, do Darwin to Alvarez this week. Then maybe even do Son and Salah out in game week 21 and just get that done with. And then in game week 22, then I'd have enough money to get Haaland back in. The only thing in game week 21 would be, who do you captain? Now, if Haaland's not available, then it's easy. No one gets to choose him. But if he is available, it would then be Haaland against Newcastle away. And I'd probably be captaining Saka against Palace at home. And I'm not sure how fun that sounds right now. So unfortunately, I am... A little bit unsure about the exact move I'm going to make. I may talk myself into a defender move, but I think it's unlikely. Otherwise, it's Gordon to Richardson and bench Darwin, or it's Darwin to Alvarez and just keep Gordon on the bench for now. If you found this podcast useful and you've been enjoying the content in general, then please do make sure to support by rating five stars. Otherwise, I'll be back for the final thoughts video later on today. And if you want to join me on YouTube at half nine UK time on Saturday morning for the deadline stream, I'll be doing that as well. Otherwise, good luck in game week 20. Sports Social Podcast Network.